Hey y'all, this is Shirley. We are living, loving, laughing, and great. And this is now part three of um, us looking once again at the grace of our God, which actually I think that's kind of what we do every time. <laughs> Amen. But we started off this series with Proverbs sixteen twenty: He who gives attention to the word shall find good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. So my friends, uh, we were looking at Matthew in the gospel of Matthew and how Jesus came to him and gave him two little words, two little words, follow me. But what happened? Matthew paid attention to those words, my friends. It's so easy. And what could be easier than that? Right? My friends, God makes it easy for us. Follow me. Literally, Matthew just got up out of his tax collector's booth. And follow Jesus. Aren't you glad we don't have to be the ones leading? Hallelujah, my friends. And we know that from this Proverbs, my friend, what you're doing right now, you are giving attention to God's word. So you shall find good. Say it with me again. Say, I shall find good. I shall find good. And blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Happy fortunate to be envied my friend that's you and that's me because we are trusting in the Lord every time we come to his word and we've even seen that in Matthew's life he paid attention to God's word he trusted in him and what happened he was so blessed that he was immediately envied right that's kind of where we left off the last time that the Pharisees saw what was going on in his house this huge party with Jesus my friend Jesus, who, by the way, had just performed a miracle right in front of the Pharisees, something they can't do, you know, and they're probably all in their mind thinking that once Jesus was done teaching that day, he should have come to one of their houses, right? Because whatever house Jesus goes to, he just honored that house, my friends. Jesus in your house is an honor. He is honoring you by dwelling in your house with you and your family, my friends, by being a part of your life and your heart. He's honoring you. And as I said before, we are to be envied because of the greatness of the God that we have, the grace of the God we have, the love of the God we have. We have Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as our Lord and Savior. We have God Almighty as our Father. We are to be envied, not the world. They envy us. And we see that right here. The Pharisees, for the most part, did not ever see Jesus as Savior, as Lord. Some of them did, but most of them didn't. And who envied who? Who ended up envying who, my friends? The Pharisees ended up being envious. Of the tax collector. The very one who they've, you know, probably spat at, cursed, kicked out of their synagogues. And now this one, Jesus goes to be in his house. <laughs> They're like, uh, why isn't he coming to my house? Right? Jesus was the greatest celebrity of his day. Okay, it'd be like if you found out some celebrity was next door at your neighbor's house and, and you know, you're like, why are they over there? Why didn't they come to my house? <laughs> Amen. But so much better. Okay, but some people did treat him like that. They treated him like a celebrity. So we see that in Matthew's life, he's he's blessed. He's 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 happy. He's fortunate. He's to be envied. That's us, my friends. And so the Pharisees, um, they insulted everyone there. 
right? And said, why is your teacher eating with tax collectors and sinners, my friends, in their day under the law to associate with sinners would make you unclean like they're unclean, right? If someone was unclean because of a sin they've done or in the case of Matthew, a job that they have, you can't associate with them or it makes you like them. So it's like they're dirty and if you're around them, you'll get dirty like they're dirty. But my friends, Jesus is the great bath, right? And when Jesus came, that's what it was like under the law. But Jesus came bringing grace and truth and his grace. We, we've read it where sin increased. God's grace super abounded and increases all the more. My friends, Jesus, his grace is too great. Jesus is a greater savior than we are a sinner. And it said, but when Jesus heard this, I love it. Matthew didn't respond. The disciples didn't respond. The other party goers they insulted didn't respond. Jesus himself responded, my friend. That is how to handle accusations. Let Jesus himself take care of it. My friend, don't waste your time on people who don't care about you. Don't waste your time with the naysayers. Just look to Jesus. Look to Jesus and let him handle that. Amen. Amen. And he does. When Jesus heard this, he said, it is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire compassion and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So that is Matthew's account. We're going to pop on over to Luke and read what happened in Luke chapter five. Now, I'm going to give you a little more backstory here because there's something I want you to catch. Uh, you may remember that it told us in Matthew's account as Jesus went on from there and we looked at, well, where was the there? I told you he was in another house in this same village. And in Luke's account, it brings that out more. In Luke chapter five, it says, now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teacher of the law sitting by who had come out of every town, say every town, the Pharisees and scribes had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And listen to this, my friends. It's like the best, saddest statement ever. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Best statement ever, because the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Saddest statement, because none of them received it. Remember, there's two, there was one qualification, one thing you had to do to receive healing. You had to be sick, right? And then one thing you had to do was come to Jesus, but come to Jesus for Jesus. These Pharisees and scribes and teachers of the law had come to scrutinize Jesus, not to receive from him. Like we saw the sinners came to receive from him. So it says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Some of these Pharisees and teachers were sick. They had conditions. Maybe they had relatives with conditions and they refused to receive their miracle. Even after watching Jesus perform miracles, they're about to watch him. Watch my friend. It says, then behold, men brought on, brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before Jesus. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, because of the crowd, there were so many people there, my friends. They went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling in the midst, 
before Jesus. My friends, can we say it enough? You've got a problem, bring it into the midst before Jesus. Just put it before Jesus and thank God for faithful friends, for other brothers and sisters in Christ who carry us when we don't have the strength to carry ourselves, my friends. That is why we all need to have Christian fellowship. Christian friendship, Christian relationships, my friends, so that sometimes when we're too weak, you have those other people that love you enough and know Jesus well enough to know that that's where you need to go. Hallelujah, my friends. Thank God for this man's four friends that brought him to Jesus. And it says, when he saw their faith, look at this. What did I tell you, my friends? Sometimes, (laughs) oh, Jesus knows. He knows our struggles. He knows our weaknesses. Look, it doesn't say when he saw the faith of the paralyzed man. I wonder if this paralyzed man even had a choice or if his friends just picked him up and took him because it doesn't say when Jesus saw his faith. It says when he saw their faith, the faith of the men that brought him, a faith so robust that they were willing to tear through the roof of the house to lower their friend down to Jesus. My friends, what was their faith? They had their eyes on Jesus. That's it. It doesn't say anything else about their faith. They were just, we know from their actions that they were determined. They saw something blocking their way to Jesus. They found another way to get to him. My friend, don't let nothing come between you and Jesus. And when you're looking at Jesus, that's when he sees your faith. Don't look to your faith. Don't try to have more faith. Look to Jesus. Have a good opinion of Jesus. See that. You know what? If I just take this problem to Jesus, he's going to take care of it. That's faith. Hallelujah. So it says when he saw their faith, he said to the man, man, your sins are forgiven you. Now that seems kind of strange, right? The man is is a paralytic. He's paralyzed. He can't move. So you'd think Jesus would have just healed him, but he looks at him and says, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? They said something right there. They said one thing right there, my friends, they are right. There is only one who can forgive sins and it is God alone. They just didn't take it far enough. Yeah, you're right. Only God can forgive sins and God just did. Oh, God just did. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, so my friends, they weren't saying this out loud to him. Like I said, these guys are cowards. They weren't saying this out loud to him. They were thinking it and he could tell, right? He perceived in his heart. He answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? My friend, he's saying this for the sake of that man. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. How do we know that Jesus has power on earth to forgive sins? He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house Immediately, he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. 
glorifying God. My friends, Jesus told the disciples when he sent them out, freely you have received, freely give. And he was in the context was of healing. When people receive healing, open up, just open up the way to Jesus. My friends, if you're listening and you need healing, Jesus has opened up the way. That's why he told this man, your sins are forgiven you. He knew that man needed to know that he was forgiven in order to receive his healing. My friends, if we don't believe that we are completely forgiven, we will condemn ourselves and judge ourselves and disqualify ourselves from receiving the healing of God. But the healing of God is a grace gift. It doesn't come to us because we deserve it. It doesn't come to us because we've earned it. We receive everything from him because he took our sins and we are forgiven. Just as it says in Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Listen, forget not all his benefits. He's about to tell them to us. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Forgiving of our iniquities comes first and then healing of our diseases. We've got to know that we are forgiven. That opens our heart to receive the healing. Isn't that what Jesus just did? He forgave the man first. So the man could open his heart to receive the healing that Jesus wanted to give him. My friend, you are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. You can't be disqualified because he's the one that qualified you. Hallelujah. Like I said, our disqualification is what qualifies us for the grace of God. My friend, under the law, even the best of them are condemned. Under grace, the worst of us are saved. Hallelujah. Amen, my friends, under grace, the worst of us are saved. You are forgiven. Now receive your healing. Hallelujah. And when this man was healed, he knew it was God that healed him. He glorified God and they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear saying, we have seen strange things today. After these things, say after these things. After these things, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector. What did I tell you? Matthew chose to not be where Jesus was. He chose to miss out on what Jesus was doing. Just like the Pharisees did, my friends. Remember that beautiful, yet because of man, sad verse that we read when we started? And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Plural. Not him, singular, but there was only one man in that room that was willing to admit he was a sinner and that he needed a savior. And so there's only one man that received his healing. The Pharisees would rather walk away with their self-righteousness intact and their sicknesses and their diseases and their pains and their failures and their aging and all their weaknesses intact than admit that they need a savior. My friends, let's admit we need a savior. And we have a savior 
who saves us from the guttermost to the uttermost, my friends. Salvation starts when Jesus comes into your heart. Salvation starts when you're born again as a child of God. Salvation starts when you become a new creation and you are guaranteed eternal life in heaven with God, your father and your savior. But my friends, he doesn't stop saving you then. He wants to save you every day from every problem in your life. He wants to bring health and wholeness to your body and to your mind. He wants to bring the joy and celebration into your marriage and into your relationships with your children. He wants to prosper you in your career, in your job, in your, and you know what? He wants you to have a position, not just a job. He wants you to have a position of influence, child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The benefits, plural, of our God. But all those Pharisees walked away and left their healing behind. That's not us, my friends. That's not going to be you and it's not going to be me because we are here right now doing what? Giving attention to God's word and we shall find his good and we are trusting in him and therefore he we are the blessed we are the blessed my friends who trust in the lord and therefore we are happy and fortunate and to be envied so after these things jesus went out and saw a tax collector named levi not matthew but we're talking about matthew a tax collector named levi sitting at the tax office and he said to him, follow me. So he left all, say all, he left all and followed him. So the first thing I want you to catch here is there's a name change. Whenever there's a name change, my friends, it's for a reason. Oh, I just told you that Jesus will save us from the guttermost, the very, very bottom and take us to the very top, my friend. Oh, there's even a blessing in Deuteronomy 28 that says you will be the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. That means that you'll be at the top. You'll be victorious instead of always the tail, the one running behind Levi, or as we say Levi, but in, in the Hebrew it would be Levi. The Levi, that means that he, that he comes from the tribe of Levi. And as, as a man who comes from the tribe of Levi, you know what his occupation should be? He should be serving in the temple, my friends. That was the position they were given as a gift from God because it was the Levites who sided with Moses when the children of Israel rebelled against God and, and made that golden calf. And Moses came down the mountain and, and, and called out who's on the Lord's side. And it was the house of Levi that joined him. And as a gift, as a blessing on them, they got to become the priests. They got to become the ones that served in the house of God. So as we've come to know him as Matthew, Levi should be serving in the house of God. That's his calling. Oh, I just felt the Lord say that, that someone is listening. And just like, just like Matthew, life has beat you up, put you down. 
You've given up on the calling that God put in your heart so many years ago. He has called you into the ministry and you think it's too late. And that's why you're listening, my friend. It's never too late with Jesus. He sees you right where you are and he is calling you out and reminding you of that dream that you had. Follow me. Just take one step, one step at a time, my friend, one step. You know, there was a, a point in my healing process where, where to help me, right? I'd been so sick so long and, and had the memory uh, problems, the amnesia. I didn't even know what to visualize a healthy life to look like because I couldn't remember one, right? And, and, and we've talked before about how important it is to have faith pictures that we're looking forward to. And there's so many beautiful ones in the Bible. And one day I felt the Lord give me just this step. I was, this was somewhere where I, I was starting to get a lot better, but I would still have days, um, probably, you know, half the time out of the bed, half the time in the bed. Um, and I felt the Lord give me this one step because, you know, when you spend most of your time in the bed, you don't bother to get dressed every day, okay? And for one thing, I was usually in so much pain and so tired that that was a real battle just to try to get dressed. And so I had, the Lord had brought some healing into me. Anyways, he gave me this, just this little thought, get dressed every day. I want you to get dressed every day because the day is coming that you're going to need to be dressed every day. As in, I'm going to have a life again. A life outside of that bed and so that's what I started doing was just getting dressed every day and many days it would be halfway through the day sometimes it'd be three quarters of the way through the day before I finally managed to get out of my pajamas and get dressed but I thought the Lord just asked me to get dressed I'm just gonna get dressed today and you know the way he works he that just became the way I was living and as I started getting dressed every day somewhere in there he he started bringing more healing into my body and I even forgot that that was a thing with us anymore until he he brought me way back I found where I had written that down years ago and I was like wow I'm so much healthier and stronger now I completely forgot there was a point in my life where it was a, a major victory just to get dressed. One step. He gives us the one step. And you know, my friend, in all honesty, he's the one that supplies the desire in us to want to do what he asks us to do. And then he gives us the energy, the strength, the wisdom, the knowledge, the, the means, the support, the supplies, whatever it is we need to do that he gives to us. And then when we take that one step, that he's done all the work to make sure we can do it. He rewards us for taking the step that he supplied for us to take. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. My friend, there is someone listening right now. I can, I can see in the spirit and the Lord has reminded you of a dream that was in your heart. And it's been so long you've given up on it, but he's saying, I haven't, I haven't given up on it and I shall bring it to pass. Oh, my friends, we have a good, good God, a good, good God. Amen. 
And you know what, my friends? We are going to have to cut it off right there. I know we are right in the midst of it. Just as we're right in the midst of the presence of Jesus. He is here with us, serving us, loving on us, filling us up with his grace and his goodness, my friends. And I pray that you that you carry that on into your day, into your week. And um, come back so that we can finish this together. Amen. God's got some so much more goodness for us. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and grant you his peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, y'all. Till next time. Keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.